Hello, and welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. This podcast is really the testimony of a friendship that spans over four decades, a friendship between two Black professionals that began in Harlem, New York in the mid-1970s. As young men, both learning from each other on how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem, New York, both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join Gene Jazz on that journey of reflection, listen. Listen closely for the true messages about friendship, morality, and brotherly love, because their trials and tribulations come at a cost. Gene Jazz will share their thoughts and opinions on a variety of topics, from love and relationships to family and politics, and of course, friendship. Again, welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. Enjoy the journey and oh, buckle up. Yo, so Jazzy Mac, what's going on, man? Listen, my friend, I have to be very careful now with everything I say to you because I don't want to get canceled. So How about that? I How love about you. That? I love you. I eat um, three meals a day. Um, I love everyone. I got to be perfect around this place now, man. Oh, you don't watch the Dave Chappelle? Yes, you don't watch the Dave Chappelle show. You see what's going on with people who, you know, who insult people, right? So listen, yeah, we got to keep it, keep the show clean now, right? It's it's a higher level. Anything that I've said in the past about anyone, I truly meant it at the time, but now I've grown. (laughs) I don't mean it anymore. And so I apologize if I hurt or harmed you or anyone that you loved. And, um... Please, uh, dear Lord, Father God, forgive me for the things I've done. I have sinned. <laughs> Father God, look at you. Father God. But are you sorry? Not sorry? Or are you sorry? <laughs> I still think I'm Beyonce. Sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> See that, man? So anyway, man, what's going on down in the great state of Georgia, bro? Um, man, Anything popping off down there? Nothing, uh, nothing, you know, um, nothing I can think of other than, man, you know, I, I just love the fall. You know, and and uh, we get for believe it or not, we do get four seasons. Y'all do, here. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not not to the extreme of up north, but I see the trees changing colors. And I was driving yesterday, and it's just like absolute beautiful fall day yesterday. And um, you know, give me a you know, make me romanticize a little bit about how fall was in New York, but. There's no, nothing really, man. I'm just, I'm just chilling, man. What about you, my friend? Oh man, it's great, man. You know, first of all, the weather is absolutely awesome up here, man. You know, it's, it's just that fall weather already. You know, New Yorkers are being New Yorkers. You know, we're still holding it down. So uh, before we get into it, man, listen, you know, we got a great show coming. We got our great, our childhood friend, sister Renee Hill is going to uh, come on the show. We're going to talk about surviving cancer. But before we introduce Renee, you know, listen, let's go into your, um, your disclaimer. Oh, my public service announcement. Oh, yes, bong, bong, public service. Bong, I have to keep my job. <laughs> public service announcements. All the stories you're about to hear are true. True. Name, dates, and events. We will, will not, not change. Be them. changed. <laughs> if in fact, because of the things that you we're gonna drop on this mic. It caused a divorce, a breakup, separation. You got to split this and split that. And you lose your good sugar boo, your honey bunny, your he, her, she. Him. All right, see, see, see. All right, all right. That, that's how I lose my job. Yeah. <laughs> and if that happens, I'm sorry. You shouldn't have hung with us because we know the secrets. But I'm Beyonce sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. 
<laughs> and he is the doctor of the show. Unbelievable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. So anyway, as we get ready to go into this, um, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And our topic today is going to be surviving cancer. Um, it's definitely my great honor and pleasure to have my sister, you know, my bestie, best friend in the whole world. We grew up in um, Hanville Projects together to have Renee Hill on our show, who is a cancer survivor. Absolutely. And uh, we wanted to hear her story and uh, just to, you know, you know, hear from her. And uh, listen, we're going to do this again um, with also with men as well. So listen, stay tuned to that. The next show coming up for that as well. So, uh, Renee Hill, what's going on, Renee? Uh, I am so honored, G and Jazz, my childhood friends, so much for even choosing me to tell my story. I am absolutely honored. Today is an amazing day. I cannot wait to share my story. Excellent, Renee. So, I, I, you know what, I want to start off with, you know, um, when, did you, when did you find out that you had cancer, you know, let's, let's go back to the beginning, right? You know, what made you go to the doctor? You know, uh, when did you find out? How did you feel? You know, just tell your story. Okay, great question, G. Uh, I traveled for work in 2015, 2015 was a very heavy traveling year for me. I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was on the phone that morning with my huddle buddy. We huddle up every morning, claiming our day, saying we're gonna have an amazing day. And I started doing a little scratching here and scratching there and, and touching here. And I felt, and I said, no, that can't be. So I immediately abruptly said, hey, let me hang up the phone. I have to get ready to go into the office. And I got up and I went into the shower and I did a self-exam and I still felt that lump. Um, I said, wow this can't be right. Maybe it's just a cyst. Maybe it's just something that's going to go away. I tried to will it away. And in my spirit, I knew I needed to get to the doctor. Now I had no symptoms, none. I felt great. I just happened to touch myself that morning. People touch yourself. It's okay. It really is okay. And so I called my, my immediate supervisor. I said, I have to get back to Atlanta. I have to get, you know, to my doctor. So I got back to Atlanta, went to my doctor primary care physician. And she examined me and she says, I do feel it. I said, in my mind, I was like, you do? And she said, well, yeah, didn't you? I said, yeah, but I thought it was maybe. And she said, well, let's just send you in for a biopsy. And I said, that's fine. So two days later, I went to Northside Hospital, great hospital here in Georgia. And I got a biopsy and I had to wait how many of you know that the waiting part of it all is what really, really is, is anxiety on 100, right? So I'll never forget, it was July 15th, 2015 at 8.15 in the morning. And I got the call and it was my doctor. And she said, hi, Renee, it's Dr. Bowen. How are you? I said, I'm anxious. And she knew I was. And she says, are you where, are you, where you can talk? When a doctor says that to you, you know, it's not so great. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm where I can speak. Derek was already, my husband, Derek, he was already at work. And she says, yeah, Renee, unfortunately, you've been diagnosed with breast cancer. And at that point, Gary and Jazz, I think I, I saw black. I think I just felt like 
I don't even know what to ask you. I don't know what to say. Are you telling me that Renee has breast cancer? The athlete of the family has breast cancer? And she says, yes. She said, I want you to breathe. I want you to spend 10% digesting what I just told you and 90% fighting. I said, fighting. I know I'm from Harlem, but I really don't fight. That's what Gary and Jazz are for, right? So I said, okay. And she said, we're going to send you to a surgeon. You're going to have to have surgery. You're going to get a consultation. Got my consultation with Dr. Garcha, amazing surgeon, surgeon again here in Atlanta, Georgia, Northside Hospital. And he said, what we're going to do based on where it is. So if you look at your, your breasts, 12 o'clock is here, right? 12, one, two, three. Mine was at four o'clock, four o'clock. So he described how he was going to go in and give me the lumpectomy, meaning you cut underneath your breast area, remove the mass, send it off, of course. Um, and they took lymph nodes out to make sure that nothing got in my lymph nodes. There was another waiting period. I had to wait for those results. So I'm like in a waiting holding pattern, so to speak. And then I got the call from my um, oncologist and she said, well, Renee, good news. We did get it all out. Um, clear margins, which is what you want to hear. Gary, you told me that. You were my confidant. You told me that. Clear margins, nothing in your lymph nodes. Now we're going to go for radiation. No chemotherapy, just radiation. But I want to back up a little bit and tell you about my tribe. I had so many supportive people, meaning you guys in you know, New York and Jazz and my best friend Terry, I can name and go on. My sister Lori and Don, Tracy, all of them were my tribe. And they flew in town to be there for me for my surgery. I got a chance to tell everyone except for one person. I waited to the last minute, which was my daughter, Janae, because I knew it was gonna be a blow. I knew it. And so I told my son, my son, we went into prayer. Derek, we went into prayer. They said, you're gonna be fine. I called my daughter who lived in Orlando at that time. And I told her, when I told her, all I heard was screaming and her hit the floor. So in my mind, I'm like, now I got to catch a flight to go see about my baby girl, right? Because as parents, we don't want any harm. I don't want you to feel, but I said, I'm going to be fine. And she really had a hard time digesting it. She came home for the surgery. When I tell you, my baby girl walked into that room where I was, they were about to push me into the OR, fatigued, fatigued. boots on. She's like, mommy, I'm ready for war. I'm ready. And I was like, you're dressed like you're ready for war. And she says, I am, let's go. And I said, I gotta do, I have to do this, not just for myself, but my friends and family. So after surgery, I recuperated um, for a couple of weeks until I started radiation. Guys, I went to radiation five days a week. I went in on my lunch break. After lunch break, I went back to work. They say these words, an idle mind is devil's worship. Keep your mind sharp. So I said, I don't wanna to go to radiation and come back home and just be in a pity party. Um, and I was exhausted. Radiation zaps you, that's exactly what it does. It makes you exhausted and a little bit nauseous sometimes. And I said, I've gotta do it. I've gotta do it for my friends and my family. So after my eighth week of radiation, I was so proud. They gave me a diploma, I rang the bell and they were like, now you have to come in for your scans every, every three months to six months. So that's still, well, right now I don't have to do it, praise God. But that was giving me a little bit of anxiety because I was like, what if it's bad? Well, guess what? We can't worry about the what ifs because it didn't happen. So fix your mind on 
I was healed before. He's going to do it again. God did it in the beginning. He healed you from the break, Renee. He's going to do it again for you. So I finally changed my thought process. And I said, you know what? This is routine for the rest of my life. I have to make sure I go in for my scans. I have to go in for my um, checkups, my mammograms. So I've been, I had my last one uh, three months ago. And they were like, you don't need to come back for an entire year. You're good. They took me off of my medicine. I was taking a pill a day for five years. I had to take letrozole. That's the cancer pill um, because estrogen is what caused my cancer. So I can't eat any soy. So I'm on a strict diet, but I love it. I love eating healthy. I love it. Um, so now I don't have to go back um, until 2022, guys. I'm so excited about that. And if I can encourage anyone out there that's listening, G and Jazz, like, don't be afraid to go to the doctor. That's what hinders us. We are afraid to hear the news, but guess what saved my life? Not only God, God was the forefront, of course, but I caught it early. Get your exam, get your checkups, go ahead and do it. Early prevention is key. That's my story. So let me, let, let me, ask, you this, let me ask you this question. And um, you know, you almost had me, I almost cried. You almost no. had me. You almost had me, but I'm strong. <laughs> so let me ask you this question, then. So you talked about your tribe, your tribe being there, the support. You you get the C word, the big C word. Now you're going through this um, this process, and how are you when you are alone in those moments of, of silence and and you're by yourself and things are still. What, what 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 was that process like? What were the things that you were thinking or feeling at that at those moments? That is such an amazing question, Jazz, because I always say, check on your strong friend. Because people think, oh my God, Renee's got this, Renee is strong. But when I was in those moments where where I was alone and I look in the mirror. And I'd be like, you look distorted. Like I would shower in the dark. This is real talk, y'all. This is real talk. I would shower in the dark because when I got out and looked at myself, I was distorted and I would cry. And I'd be like, wow, I have cancer. This is when it first happened. After my surgery, I was like, I, oh my God, Renee, is this, is this your look for the rest of your life? Gonna be lopsided? What is hubby gonna think? Well, guess what? I'm not looking for a man. I already have a whole man. I have a husband. So he's like, you're beautiful the way you are. But Jazz, to answer that, I cried a lot. I cried a lot and I prayed a lot. And, and I wasn't praying the prayer of God save me, God heal me, God. I wanted God to use me. That's what I wanted. I wanted God to use me for someone else because not everyone has a a tribe around them like I did. Not everyone has friends like you and Jazz. So I wanted to be that person to say, you got this. A lot of people are lonely out suffering, not just from cancer, but other diseases. So I cried a lot. I, I, I almost fell into like a, a pity party. I won't call it depression, but I would wake up sad sometimes. I remember Derek coming up to the bedroom. He's like, open the blinds because I wanted everything dark because I didn't want to look at myself. You know, that's real. That's that's exactly how it, and then after a while, I was like, you are beautiful. You're still the same Renee that you were pre, pre-cancer. 
come on, girl, you got this. I really had to talk to myself and answer myself. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you, Nate. You had a great support system. D. Hill, your husband, I love him, one of my best guys, you know, two great kids and a, a great friends and sisters. Um, and I don't know if you can answer this. You know, what would you say for those women who don't have what you have, a great husband, great friends, great family members, you know, do, would you know, uh, or could you answer, what, 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 would you, what would you suggest they do if they find themselves in that situation where they just discover they have a lump or they may have cancer? Absolutely. Another great question, uh, G. I would certainly recommend support groups. And this is the reason why I spoke at Northside Hospital every Saturday pre-COVID because I wanted to encourage them because they didn't have a support system and I wanted to be their light. I can't do it alone, but I would definitely recommend a support group. I'm still in touch with some cancer survivors. Uh, I found out some of them succumbed to the disease, um, but I'm still in touch. We have Zoom calls. We had Teams meetings um, just to stay connected because they need that positive. They need that positive vibe. So yeah, if you can if you can do anything to help out someone else, use your voice. Our voice is positive, it's powerful. Use your voice. And I choose to use my voice for the rest of my life to support those that are struggling with cancer. So we my, do hope. Good, good, Jay. Okay, Jazz. No, you go I'm ahead. just gonna say that, you know, if you look at statistically, you know, in terms of cancer, it has a definitely has a greater impact on African American women opposed to white women. Um, they say they say one out of eight women, so thirteen percent, will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of their lifetime. But specifically for African American women, it says about thirty one percent of those with a with a have a higher mortality rate than any other ethnic group or racial group. What what and you said that you had mentioned that you're the athlete of the family. You you were in, in great physical health, and you know everything is going well for you, and things like that. What what what? And, and I and I truly believe that cancer doesn't have a rhyme or or, or reason or why one gets it or one doesn't get it. But what what advice could you maybe talk to some um, African American women in terms of their health and and being aware of their health? If it's regular mammograms or, or what can what insight could you give them based on your experience? I would I would definitely and I know those statistics and unfortunately um, the African American community they don't have the best health insurance some people don't have the best so that's where that rate comes in because they can't afford to go in for a scan or they can't afford to go in for because their their insurance either is not great or they're on um, another form of insurance. Um, but going back to like, could I have prevented it? This was ordained, this was ordained. And I now say this, I was gifted breast cancer. It was a gift to me. So now I can have a voice to tell others, how was your eating, how was your, and you know, I, I, I've always eaten pretty healthy, um, but you know, you would slip up and eat something once, every once in a while. In my family, um, it's not hereditary. Breast cancer is not hereditary. My mom had stomach cancer, but that's a gene. You know, cancer is in already in your in your gene. So when I asked my doctor, 
what, how did I get it? Like, what happened? They said, it takes one gene to mutate, one little off thing to mutate, and then it starts spreading and growing and mutates into a mass that can be benign or malignant. Unfortunately, mine was malignant. But I would definitely tell people now, we talked about this previously, Jazz, like really start looking at what you ingest in your body. I really think a lot of illnesses come from what we intake, what, what we have, stress, limit your stress as much as you can, exercise, get out and walk as much as you can. You don't have to be an athlete, you don't have to be a marathon runner, but keep your body moving. So those are the things that I would suggest. Watch what you eat, watch what you intake, have a positive mindset, work-life balance, and get out and move your body. Excellent, excellent. And you know what, Renee, before we close the show out, if you want to leave our, our viewers with one thing, if they don't remember anything else you said or what was said on this podcast today, what would be those one or two things that you would want them to take away from your story, from your message? Yes. The first thing is whatever your faith level is, increase it. Increase your faith level. Well, it's meditation or prayer, whatever it is, increase that because we serve a God that's higher than any of this any of this. Secondly, no one fights alone. I want you guys to remember that. No one fights alone. Reach out. Reach out to people because what I don't want to happen is you laying in the bed and woe is me and it's dark in there. Get some sunlight. Get vitamin D on your skin. Get out and walk. Do a breathing exercise. Breathing exercises really help me. When I start feeling a little anxious, it's a five-minute breathing exercise. And also, you want, you can certainly reach out to me. I'm sure uh, Gary and Jazz will have my information. I am here for you. I will be that support system for you. But link up with positive people. No negativity in your life. Even if negative negativity tries to creep in, rebuke it. Be done with mm. it. And keep moving in a positive manner. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so listen, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, this is a great podcast. Absolutely. Um, on, behalf, I, on behalf of Jazz and myself, we want to say, Renee, thank you for sharing your story, sharing your inspiration. I mean, I'm emotional. You know, I love you, my sister. We go back. I, I'll kill for you. And just to hear that, you know, your story, your, your positive outcome. I know you're going to, I know I'm inspired. I know you, Jazz is, and Jazz is very hard to be inspired. So the fact that he's inspired, I know you did really well. I mean, you see his eyes watering up on the podcast and he's supposed to be the tough guy, you know, but uh, we want, I, I, you know, I just wanted to say thank you, you know, Jazz, you know, you got any closing remarks? I know, <laughs> I, know I, I know I plugged you, right? <laughs> what are your closing remarks, Jazz? Get yourself together. Bring it together. Bring it in, boy. Bring it in. It's okay. Bring it in. Hey, we just want to thank you. <laughs> I hate you, Gary. <laughs> I just want to thank you um, for taking the time to do this. I know that, you know, when we think about things in our lives that have been traumatic, it's, it, you know, and to talk about it, sometimes it can bring up some stuff. Um, and even for, you know, our listeners, the point of this podcast is about, again, about the education piece and, and Renee's message to everyone and the service that comes behind it. And the message is that you, you are not alone. And although this was, you know, some difficult things for you to, to, to think about and talk about on a, on a Sunday of, of all days, I just, wanna, I just wanna thank you because I do know that 
there, there are women out there who right now are going to check their breasts. They're going to check their breasts. They're going to get that, that mammogram. They're going to try to see, you know, the, the, the level of insurance they have. And, and that's what, that's what we want. And that's the message that we, we want. We wanted to try to convey today. Yes. Mm-hmm. So everybody listen. So this concludes our show on surviving cancer with our dear friend and sister Renee Hill. I'm G. And I'm Jazz. And this is G talking on that jazz and we're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Excellent, Renee. Oh my 